Hello and welcome to the Lost Air Podcast. I'm Garen. I'm here with Paul. Good evening. And this week, this. or whatever time, it probably could be the morning. We lunch in the yeah. morning. We lunch at like 8am. Uh, GMT. Com- commuting to the couch to work. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Rolling over in bed. Um, so this week we're going to attempt the ultimate pub question. Something that gets asked in every single pub you've ever been in, in your entire life. If you show um, an interest in music, some hopefully will rock up beside you, or oh. some, someone will rock up beside you with like an, an acoustic guitar in the bag that they just carry around with them pretending that they're coming back from rehearsals or something. And <laughs> they'll, they'll ask you the question, if you could put together a band with anybody ever, oh. dead or alive, who would be in it? And Do everybody... You know, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with this question. It's just the answers no. you hear in the bar make you want to die and leave. Mate, aunt, me and Paul done the Pepsi challenge before we start recording and we had a pretty solid crossover in exactly yeah. what everybody would yeah. um, would pick. Um, I'll, I'll read out who I picked from mine yeah. right? and then you yeah. read out who you picked from yours. Right? This isn't our fantasy bands. Our no. ones are insanely overthought and in-depth yeah. and we make them work. Exactly. This is so, what we hear. This is what we hear every single time. Uh, when we say Jesus, I don't know. Like that, take me ages to come up with come up with an answer. This is what we yeah. hear back from the crustacean sitting beside us at the bar, and they say, oh, "I'd have Keith Moon on drums," and you go, "All right, great." I'd have Jimi Hendrix on guitar, and you go, "All oh, right, great." I'd just have, on guitar, just on yeah. guitar, yeah. Okay, I'd, so Jimi Hendrix have, just on guitar. Yeah. yeah, I'd have Eric Clapton on guitar as well. And you go, All right, right. Brand, two, yeah. two lead guitarists. Yeah, yeah, well done. And then I'd have Cliff Burton <laughs> playing the bass. Like, all right, fair enough. How would that even work? And then they say I'll have Robert Plant singing. And that like each individual <laughs> one of them, whether they sing or play an instrument or sing and play an instrument, each one of them is like very well known and it's excellent. But that band would be garbage. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> it would be shy. There's no room for anybody to shine. Like everyone's just gonna be yeah. tripping up over each other. Like who who did you pick? Like for, for, for your mutant fucking choice, like my mutant I had a uh, Slash and Angus Young on guitars. <laughs> Two lead guitarists. Yeah, yeah. I'd have Dave Lombardo on drums. That, they, 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 hang on, right. Guns N' Roses and ACDC have a crossover because mm. Axel sang with them. Grant, do you pick two? But Dave Lombardo, like, is a metal drummer. Yeah. And he's a trash drummer. He can do it. He probably can do anything he wants, but still, then what the, the bit that gets me, right? <laughs> let me on, I don't know, fill in on bass yeah. and let me on vocals. No, hang wow. on. Let me on, let me on bass <laughs> yeah. and fill it. Oh, they can take turns. I'm like, yeah. the stupidest fucking thing I've ever had in life. You want two, right. Let me and Phil in it are both amazing frontmen bassists. But separately, like just to have Phil in it just singing, yeah. not really, maybe. No. Have Lemmy just singing and not playing bass? Absolutely not, 100% no. no. I, I, I don't think it, I'd even pick either one of them to just play bass either. No, but they would. That's what they're, and you're, you're trying to ask them, well, which one would play bass to? Oh, they take turns. I'm like, your band's stupid. Yeah, your band is just stupid. You're just trying to Doesn't get an extra work. choice, you fucking prick. Then, but then you get the people, right? Like you just said, people who put Hendrix on guitar, but not vocals. Yeah. Like, how you just sit there and he's going to let someone else sing? Jimi yeah. Hendrix? No, he's not. Another one that, that fucking gets me every time when they put Dave Grohl on anything that's not the drums. Yeah. Dave Grohl on guitar. Sorry, Dave Grohl's not even like a, he's grand on guitar. Yeah, he's grand. He's fine. Are people? That, this is the best. People that put Prince in the band not being Prince, like yeah, I put him as the lead singer. Like grand, yeah. still not going to work. Prince, first of all, Prince won't join that band. 
Let's no, he honest. wouldn't join that band. He wouldn't do no. it. He wouldn't even be in the same rooms that band. No. He wouldn't produce <laughs> them. He wouldn't even lend them a pack of strings. So. <laughs> uh, well. Yeah, we hear this. We, like, and I know it's people's fantasy bands. They can have that fantasy. Oh, yeah. But part of their fantasy is uh, made up of that band working on some weird level. That, like, they haven't really thought it through. No, it's never going to work because Prince is going to show up with something. Lemmy's going to go, oh, it's too complicated, I can't play it. And then Dave Lombardo is just going to start doing blast beats or something like that or try to do something <laughs> slow and cool and it's not going to work. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. we're after putting great thought and effort into yeah. our build a band here. Um, and this and, isn't even like my ultimate fantasy band. This no, is this is just something I think would work for me. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's really actually hard to do this. It's real difficult. Be. Really just don't difficult. pick all of your favourite musicians and put them in a, a band that yeah. wouldn't even I, I tell you what was really hard is like like every single every time I tried to like pick someone out of a band I was like oh can I not just pick everybody in that band can I that know, like it works. that Does band it work? that exists yeah <laughs> can they not just be my ultimate band like this happens I had a thing time. where I couldn't even pick people I tried to not pick people from the same genre yeah that's I, really I, I, I mixed hard. up uh, one or yeah. two different ones yeah so we did. Anyway, let's, get, at, let's not, get into it. Not really from the same. None of yours are really from the same genre. Uh, not really. The last, the last two bands you've picked are people that put the, put they put those two bands that those last ones into genres they don't even fit in. Yeah, they, yeah, they're not. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I, it, we'll get to it. Let's get to it. This is interesting. Yeah. This is interesting because they're okay. all. The, chances are, everybody on my list probably knows each other, right? I knew each oh, other yeah. in some I, way. I, tried, I tried to find links as well to make this even better. <laughs> um, I didn't go that far. <laughs> I didn't go well, that far. Well, it's me. I did. Of course yeah. I did. Um, so let's do this. Um, who was your first choice? What are they going to play and what are they known for? Right. So the song is Placebo Effect by Susie and the Banshees. Now, who am um, I talking? Who am I taking from this track? Yeah. It's Susie Sue herself. Okay. A great vocalist to start off. Yeah. It's not. It's not, I'm afraid. It oh. is the guitarist, John McKay. Okay. He was with the band for only two years and two albums. Now, John McKay's guitar sound is the basest, basis for so many goth and punk bands. Like yeah. the, the absolute beginning. So he's influenced the likes of Jordy Walker from Killing Joke, Robert Smith of the Cure, Steve Albini, Thurston Moore, Sonic Youth, Johnny Marta Smiths, Jim Reed of Jesus and Mary Chain, Kevin Shields, My Bunny Valentine, Boz Borer, The Edge. And if you listen to the next song that I'm about to, this song that I'm about to play by them, you'll realise that Bernard Sumner, Joy Division as well. This guitar sound is one of my favourite guitar sounds of all time and it comes from this guy. This is, the, this is like the start, the seed of the goth guitar, mm. I think. So lash away with this song there and you'll see sort of what I... Yeah, it's, it's a good example of the type of guitar I want in the band that I'm making right now. Okay, right. Well, we're going to play a little bit. Uh, this is obviously not going to go on YouTube. They're going to take us right down. But we're going to play a little bit of uh, uh, just these examples uh, for you guys at home. So this is Susie and the Banshee Placebo Effect.
definitely influential anyway. You can hear it. You yeah. can hear it across multiple genres from that point on. So if you want to know who gets that sound or you got it initially, so that was like 76, probably possibly even earlier because he was in Susie and the Banshees from 76, but I don't know how long he was playing guitar like that for. Mm. So uh, Robert Smith, who was also in Susie and the Banshees, said that when he heard that sound, it allowed him to experiment and he inherited an entire approach for playing guitar off John McKay, mm. who's who really what he did was just put everything up full. Pretty he used the phase <laughs> and flanged with distortion and just get that wash sound. Yeah. So that's the kind of sound of post-punk and a bit of shoegaze. So mm. for that reason, John McKay is my first member of the band on guitar. Who's your Very first cool. member? My first member, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to do vocalist first. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just wanted to get that out of the way. And my first... Me saying, okay, with beard in my mouth. <laughs> I've got a lovely quarter bottle of water that's been sitting underneath my table Ooh. for uh, at least two months. Aged vintage water. Um, <laughs> I hope it's water. I think it's water. <laughs> um, so uh, I went with vocals first. And this... They're all equally difficult to pick. But with instruments, you can at least think of... How are they going to work together and who's yeah. going to kind of fill out that spectrum? Well, Vocal's vo- yeah. very hard. Very, um, very hard. So I decided to just get this over and done with force. Now, in my head, <laughs> when I was building this band, I was like, what type of band do I want to build? You know, do I want to do, do like an industrial band? Do I want to do a metal band? Do I want to do just like a jam band? I thought, no, I'm going to go back to my roots here and I want to see if I can build like a really shit hot kind of alternative rock band that have like their roots and kind of punk and stuff like that that type of stuff that we listen to coming up in the 90s that's what i was got aiming for in my head yeah so i thought okay who who have we got and i went through all the different choices you know your billy corgans your corker bands i was like no i don't want anybody that obvious i don't want to pull anybody yeah. from that you know that's because instantly once you take one of those big names and you know, all you throw, I don't know. It overshadows the rest of your band. Yeah, you know, that's all anybody cares about. The rest of them are almost hired hands. I thought, right, I'm going to pick from a similar pot, from a similar level across the board, in some cases from, from way below or whatever. So I picked uh, John Rice, who's the singer from Rocket from the Crypt. Right, I love his so, voice. Yeah, aka Speedo. When he plays with Rock from the Crypt, um, he goes under the name Speedo. With other bands, he goes under the name Swami. Um, so he's best known as the the front man and one of the guitarists from Rock from the Crypt. Rock from the Crypt, Rock from the Crypt has either two or three guitarists, depending on what tour you catch him on. Um, he plays with Driver Jehu and he plays with Hot Snakes. He plays with the Night Marcher Sultans. He has a bunch of bands going on. He has a record label called Swami Records that do well. He's a radio show host. Um, has a background of post punk and mat rock and early emo, so he's able to do really complicated stuff. But mm. where he shines is like that's it, a good it, example, actually. Sorry, a good thing to say. So if the band threw something at him, he could handle it one hundred percent. Like, yeah. uh, like vocally, if this is what we're going, we're going with a vocalist who has been in a multitude of different styles of bands. Like, he he even has a he has a role on that kids' TV show Yo Gabba Gabba. He's called the Music Swami. Um, oh, yeah. When Rock from the Crypt broke up for like ten years, their first ever reappearance was on that television show. Like, oh, cool. like they just popped onto it and played a song. They wrote a song called "I Like Pizza" or something like that, like a kids' song. I um, uh, he's considered like a huge influence on bands like Jimmy Eat World and Converge, like uh, Gallows. All these bands that come out saying like the way, like uh, John Rice kind of writes songs, the way he sings, the way he even plays guitar. So I was thinking, right, I want to have like the maximum impact of like songwriters in here 
that have a multitude of experience and other bands in different yeah. roles, whether they be singing, whether they be playing guitar, whether they be songwriting. So I wanted all this kind of stuff. But for me, he's one of the best riff makers uh, in the game. But vocally, he has this... It's not the biggest voice in the world. It's not the most... Like, not the greatest singer in the world, but what he does... Like he has a he has a particular kind of spectrum that he sings in, and even when his voice starts kind of cracking and breaking up, like he's reaching too far, it sounds unreal. So I was thinking, yeah. that's who I want. I want I want Speedo. I want Speedo in my band. First of all, he's a fantastic songwriter, and second of all, second of all, he's just. I think he's got one of those voices that could fit into almost anything. Uh, I'm gonna play yeah, well, a bit of a song now. You can go from like emo pop punk up to hardcore and yeah. post punk. Yeah, no that's problem. Quite, uh, <laughs> no problem. And it always sounds like him. That's that's the beauty of it. You know, no matter what band he's in singing, like the stuff he does with Night Marchers is a little bit different from the you know rocket stuff. And like, uh, he's an in- interesting vocalist, an interesting musician in general. You know, I am. Um, I'm gonna play a bit of a. Uh, We'll play a minute or so of I'm Not Invisible, just to give you an idea. Again, it's probably not as great as vocal performance. That's not what I was looking for. I wanted yeah, yeah. a we're good just, just standard. Yeah, a good standard otherwise, performance. Otherwise, we'd be playing like seven instances of yeah. things they could do each. Yeah, which, exactly. If you like what you hear, you got rooting yourself. And if anybody has any ideas on how to... First of all, you have ideas on who your build-a-band is, comment on, on, on any of the pages. Also, yeah. if you think that you can fix our band by taking someone <laughs> out or putting someone else in, let us know. Uh, I'm going to play well, a bit of Rocket from the Crypt. I'll briefly entertain it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, here's Rocket from the Crypt with I'm Not Invisible. John Rice from Rock from the Crypt, but I'm not invisible. I just think he'd fit into the band I'm building in particular. I think yeah, he's, yeah. I well, think well, he's the man for the job. When you, when you get into it, yeah. Yeah, I think he's the man for the job. Anyway, that's my vocals looked after. Uh, who is your next choice? My next one is I'm taking someone from the song Frank Zappa, Muffin Man, featuring yeah. Captain Beefheart. So that could be anybody. That could be Zappa himself. Great frontman, unreal guitarist. Yes. Could be Captain Beefheart, unreal vocalist, great songwriter. Yep. But I'm picking the drummer. Okay. And that is someone I've talked about a lot, it's Terry Bozio. He's one of the greatest drummers on the planet. Yeah. And you'll hear a little snippet of him now if you want to play um, a bit of Muffin Man, actually. Okay. You'll get a bit of a taste before I talk any more about Terry Bozio. All right, here we go. Nothing so exalted on the face of God's grey earth as that prince of fools, the muffin. Girl, you thought it was- 
was a man, but he was a muffin. He hung around till you found that he didn't know nothing. Girl, you thought he was a man, but he only was a puffin. No prizes heard in the night as a result of him stuffing. Stuff. Yeah, like not not the most amazing part of the performance or anything like that. But yeah. the reason I picked Bozio is he can do wacky jazz prog, and yeah. he did that for twenty six albums was up, I think. Jeez, and seven albums he did it with Missing Persons, who are his eighties new wave band that he started mm. with his wife Dale. So to go from crazy jazz to quite straightforward, but you know, strong driving new wave synth pop is one thing but then to do like gigs with Fantomas yeah Duran Duran Steve Vai The Knack played with everyone like and then he played on all of Korn's uh, album Untitled yeah. he can do literally anything so that's not necessarily a great thing to be able to like it's, oh you just got a guy who can do anything but that the, the sound of the drums in that sound a little bit like Ginger Baker and Ginger Baker couldn't be thrown with anybody first of all personalities you'd have to yeah. think about that couldn't really go with anyone Bozio seems mad chilled. He can play any kind of drum. So if he's, if I'm going for it, clearly with the, with the McKay, John McKay on guitar, I'm going for something <laughs> a little bit gothy and post-punky. Mm. He'd have no problem with this. Absolutely yeah. no problem at all. Yeah. And how, whatever the band goes to from this, he's, he's fine. He's a multi-tool. He can do, well, he's not a multi-tool. In terms of drums, he can do any genre. He's a fine. Swiss Absolutely army bad. knife of drumming. Yeah, so I reckon he can just absolutely nail any style. Mm. So if he was him and John McKay alone in the rehearsal room right now at the moment, waiting on the rest of the band, yeah. they're jamming away. He's doing whatever. He's they're just walking. whatever. Yeah. Absolutely fine. So that's that's Terry Bozio. Great. On drums. So that's my two. That's my two. Who's your I'm next looking, one? I'm writing, writing yours down here now as well. Just so we can call him out at the end as well. But that's, yeah. the, the two of them are rock solid. Uh, my next one, I'm breaking form a tiny bit because uh, I'm picking a bassist. But this bassist is also a frontman, but I don't want them for his frontman abilities. I don't want them for his frontman right. abilities. I'm picking Fat Mike from No Effects, right? Right. And I tell you why I'm picking Fat Mike. I think Fat Mike is one of the most underrated bassists in music in general. Um, he is. He's kind of overshadowed himself. By being like a drug fiend, alcoholic, pisshead, mental fucking maniac. Does he maniac. not get in aggro with his band all, all the time? time. All, not necessarily with the band sometimes, but with fans. Like he's being brought up on charges for battering people on stage, and he's just—he's an angry, angry man. Um, and would he would he be alright with not singing? Yeah, because he also, as well as playing with No Effects, he plays with Me Force and the Gimme Gimme's just bass. Oh, perfect! That's a good. That's good then, because he, so he, so, he has experience in doing this. Exactly. Not, it's not, you're not just inventing this new role for this guy. Exactly. He's got. He's got. Everybody that I've picked has has experience in that role that I'm picking up for this man. Now, it's a, also an added bonus that he's a shit hot songwriter and he brings a little bit of that kind of punky edge to it. He's also yeah. a, also a cross dresser and he's sober, so he's going to add a little bit of flair, a bit of spice into the band, 
wearing dresses and shit on stage, which I meant to look a bit of showmanship. But he's also going to want to be in this band because he's sober now. He's not a fucking maniac anymore. He might be a little bit more open to the idea. Um, he's yeah. also written uh, musicals for Broadway. Uh, he owns his own record label, Fat Records, which is one of the largest and most successful independent record labels yeah. in the world. Um, he has this... He has this cool way of playing bass that, like, he's not just beefing up the guitar. He knows when to beef up the guitar, and he knows when to go off on his own. And he's 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 so underrated. Like the stuff he does on bass is mental. He plays one of those. um, I should have fucking written this down. One of those like plastic body basses, like um, what are they called? The 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 Marquee or what are they called? Um, Those Swedish hot like uh, like. It's like a hollow resin- body, but it's, yeah, like a resonator body. They they make yeah. guitar pedals as well. For the life of me, I can't remember what they're called. Um, they make these weird little kind of retro themed guitar pedals. But they've been making instruments for for longer than they've been making pedals, and they have these cool plastic guitars and cool plastic basses. And I know a yeah. couple of people who use the basses, and they swear by them because they're super light, and they, the punch out with them is absolutely outrageous. You just have to be careful about knocking them around because they just shatter, you know. Um, they're almost like bakelite plastic. But he's he's um, he's he's got he has a musical ear that I think could fit in to any band in particular, especially like if we're if we're looking at John Royce going to be singing. John Royce isn't the type of guy who just kind of blocks up an entire song with vocals. It's the, the the songs have loads of space for music and yeah. for the riffs to shine through and stuff like that. And especially with the guitarists that are coming in. I, I, I on purpose pick guitarists. I picked two guitarists who were like definitely good, but I didn't pick like a lead guitarist and a rhythm guitarist. I just picked two guitarists because the type of music I'm going for here now, we're not going to have too much lead stuff. And we're going to be using the guitars, the driving force. So the spine of the whole band is going to be those guitarists. But I'm going to need my drummer and my bassist to be able to fill in some cool little holes and yeah. do some cool little fills and some little runs. So I'm going to play some. Um, I'm going to play some no effects just to give you an idea about how good of a bassist this dude is. And he has a particular sound. That half the time it sounds like a guitar, and it ain't. It's right. not. It's just it's him playing bass. He's that good. Um, Okay, I'm gonna, we're going to play uh, The Idiots Are Taken Over by NoFX just because it's not his greatest performance but it's a good solid solid performance early on in the song and we don't have to go rooting for it. Um, so yeah. this is The Idiots Are Taken Over by NoFX. Fat Mike on bass. 
particularly fat bass on Mike. Fat bass on Mike. Look at that fat bass on that. Um, yeah, he's um, he's he is hanging bass down, is what he's doing. He can play like a, like a bastard, and uh, I because he, he's got experience playing, especially like me. First, the gimme gimme's obviously did with our own versions of songs, but like you're looking at like songs across every conceivable genre as well. So he has to have some sort of interest in in, yeah. in playing different types of music. So he was classically picked out of these lineups. I, cu- I could have picked anybody else, like you know, a hundred different choices. But I thought, okay, we're getting. If we're getting speed out on vocals, that's going to be real cool. We're going to need another character up front as well because a couple of the other guys are a little bit laid back. So we're going to need... It can't be just the fucking arsehole singer because Speedo's a bit fucking six-shootery on stage as well. So we're going to need another um, another dick swinger up the front so uh, who can play. And that I think yeah. that's going to be Fat Mike. So who is your next choice? Well, my next one is A Perfect Circle, The Hollow. Deadly. And I am choosing the singer of this song. Okay. But did I mention that I'm not playing the regular version of the song? So just oh. play this version if okay. you can. All right, here we go. I'm throwing people off here. Run, desire, run, the sexual being. Run him like a So that is a member of Perfect Circle on vocals, and it's uh, Paz Leishantain. So she will be not my singer; she will be my bass player in my fantasy band because mm. yeah, true people off there, absolutely true them off there. Like, oh, he's going to be <laughs> of vocals. No. Um, so the thing about Paz is she's not only a fantastic bass player, but as you can hear there, she can sing. Yeah plays the piano there and she's playing the violin there as well she also plays guitar so that is a whopper yeah. person to have on bass who's nailing down the bass possible backing vocals maybe she could do it um, if the song would we get we hire a violin player no I can do that mm. right this part needs piano I can do that deadly so she has played with Zwan Queens of the Stone Age and some stoner rock bands as well so that's my engine room at the start yeah um, that's She'd have no problem playing with Bozzy. I'd ma- imagine she knows exactly who it is. Yeah. Everyone knows who he is now at this stage, I think. Mm. Um, and I'm sure being the guitar, being in the band with the guitar player, Susan Van Shees might do something for her. Probably. Might be interested, I'd say so. So far, this sounds a little bit loose, but it's all getting tied together soon. Okay. So okay. It's, go- it's definitely going in a gothy alt-rock direction. Yeah. But the fact that I'm picking super, super talented people Yes. Uh, it means that it's able to go a little bit in a more interesting experimental direction. Mm. If it wants to. If it if wants it, to. Yeah. If it wants to. Very so cool. that's that's uh, Paz La Chantaine from A Perfect Circle on bass, piano, strings, and back in box. Who's your next one? Uh, my next one is The Drummer. 
I'm going to do the two guitars uh, last. Uh, So, my drummer, I'm picking a guy called George Samaleski, who was the drummer with a band called Propagandi from Manitoba in Canada. And Propagandi are... Propagandi kind of started off as a standard enough skate punk kind of garbage. Not garbage, but bog standard. Kind of shite, you know? And uh, eventually... Had kind of followed this route to turn into this like hyper political activist band that start bringing in loads of like heavy metal influences and tra- trash influences and all, and just turned into this kind of outgrew any genre that anybody tried to put them into because it, pretty yeah. much every every album was a little bit different, you know. And the, it, it's kind of hard to get information on George to be honest with you because the the band aren't mad on they're not big on social media they're not big on yeah. On anything that's just not that back, they just bang Give out an album. Yeah. yeah, bang out an album every couple of years, and um, they do stuff like uh, like uh, massive percentages of the profits from the albums go towards uh, kind of rape crisis centres and stuff like that. And like the, 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 they're very active in, in that regard. And the, the well, that'll work well with the lyrics of uh, obviously their lyrics are a bit more serious than No Effects. Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Sort of activism in there in some yeah, way, definitely. Like, like, no, yeah. no effects definitely took on a more political role in the last kind of ten, fifteen years, but like, not to the point. Like, no, they, yeah. they, no effects kind of uh, flirted with the idea of it and and wrote some songs about it. Like, propaganda, like for the longest time now, have been balls deep in it. Like to the point where yeah. if you put if you buy their CD and put it in your computer, it opens up all these PDFs about like where um crisis centre numbers and websites and stuff like that and how to get involved in your local fucking vegan scene and you know yeah. stop the fucking stop SO drilling and fracking and what you know like it's literally it's an all yeah. you buy a propaganda album, you're all in, you know, they're one of those right. bands. Um I've always loved propaganda and there's something about this drummer, he's first of all, like he's shit hot like he has to be. Like, yeah. you're getting picked for a dream band here for a fantasy band <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm not picking someone shy he's bananas um, and coming from that coming from that kind of skate punk million miles a second blast beat style stuff so he's he's more than comfortable in doing super fast stuff but he's also got this mad groove to him where he's able to you know throw in cool little fills and uh, pretty much every album the last three or four albums have had kind of a weird experimental song that they put in there where he gets to kind of cut loose and do loads of little loads of cool things on the drums and weird timing signatures and stuff and the band never seemed to stifle that either which is always good with a kind of a punky or hardcore or metal band where the the rest of the band are like man you're like just fucking go mad there like there's yeah. 30 seconds do what you want to do in the middle of this song you know you can play it straight and we'll throw some instruments on top of it or uh, you just cut loose and we'll let you do it like they, they never want to like it's not that's not punk can't do that that's not metal can't do that they just let them loose <laughs> let them do it and uh, because of that he has he, he's definitely grown like every album you kind of he doesn't necessarily get better, but he gets a. Uh, you can hear him getting more comfortable with with uh, doing stranger and weirder things all the time. Uh, I'm gonna yeah. play a bit of a song called Victory Lap. Um, I think this might even be one of their biggest songs on yeah. Spotify. Um, there are other songs where he does madder stuff, but this gives a good example of him just kind of doing some cool little fills and stuff like that, filling out some, filling out some holes. You also get a good yeah. example of what propaganda kind of sound like. They they have that kind of post punky kind of feel to them but they, they definitely have this weird uh, almost cock rock kind of 
layer to him as well which makes him even th- th- that little bit more interesting where you think it's going to turn into a big chugga chugga bit and it turns into this mental like late 70s style solo you know a big face melter so um, yeah. this is Propagandi with Victory Lap and the drummer is a guy called George Samaleski <laughs> George Samaleski, who was bananas. He's yeah. just bananas. Like I can see how that works with the band, though. Yeah, he definitely fits. You know, he's bananas enough. I could have picked whoever. He was just uh, you go to a gig to watch them play by themselves, but that's not going to fit in a band. I needed someone who's shit hot but can play in a rock and roll band. It's that simple, right. you know. If I'm making an, a nineties alt rock band, I need them to have their toes into that kind of American punk scene because that's where most of these bands either meh or what they started playing when they first got together again. Um, So they have to have their toenails dipped in that punk scene and they have to be able to write not necessarily stadium rock songs but have to be able to write rock songs that your element can sing along with. Here we are now entertain us. That's what I want. Yeah, yeah. Um, off these people so that's uh, George Samaleski looks at very hard to find information on these guys the band have been going since 1986 like they've been yeah. going a long time this band 86 uh, 86 yeah um, they're all Jesus they're all <laughs> late 40s now they'd be going yeah, late 40s early 50s they started real young there's a couple of like brothers and stuff in the band I believe uh, but he's yeah. definitely one of the most slept on drummers in heavy music like he's just he, he can deal with all and uh, a bit like Fat Mike, he knows when to just settle into a groove and let the instruments do the riffing, you know, uh, yeah, which yeah. is important, you know. Uh, that that Lars Ulrich stock beat, or oh, just a stock beat, yeah, just a stock beat, man, so you can hear the guitars. Hey, with that, you prick, you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's George Samaleski. Who is your next one? Uh, my fourth member. Right, so I wanted this band to have a sort of electronic and sample element added into it as well. Um, it also needs a producer. It also needs someone to define the artistic and visual side of the band. Mm. So to have all that in one person is a big ask, but we can. And that's why I'm picking Robert Del Nasir, uh, 3D from Massive Attack. Deadly. He'll either be the glue that binds it together or the cherry on top. I haven't figured out which one yet. So he's heavily influenced by post-punk already. So mm. so it is a post... A gothy, goth and post-punk are the same thing in, yeah. in this scenario to me. Yes. And to have... Bozio and La Chantaine, uh, 
just makes sense to me. But to have a bit of an electronic element that's not too in your face, someone that respects instruments that are already there. Um, I think it's perfect to have someone like this Absolutely. as well as that. He's already remixed songs for a perfect circle. So there's a bit of a link there. He is interested in, to some regard. <laughs> he's, inter- he's, he's done three Libras, a song that like Paz was on and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so if you want to play a little bit of the yes. sinister side of Massive Attack, you'll see what some of the background kind of noises could fit in over music and stuff. You would see. Now, obviously, this is all him, but he's done so many remixes and he's worked with so many live musicians that I think people will be able to get what I'm talking about alright here we go so anyway definitely hear something like that filling out a sound already yeah. yeah absolutely or even just you know just to definitely part of the songwriting yes crew. I mean I don't know how much Bozio would be involved in songwriting but uh, Paz and John McKay definitely was Paz, or John wrote like Susie Devanshee's first hit Hong mm. Kong Garden and everyone was like what is this fucking mm. guitar noise it's weird it's mental it was just all the reviews were just like don't know where this band come from. I don't know where they're getting this guitar <laughs> sound, but it's crazy. Um, and I think that suits... I think it would suit 3D of Massive Attack. Definitely. I think without just throwing him in for the sake of it, he's not a luxury boy to the team, I don't think. He'll do loads. Like And the, the fact that the imagery thing, you know? Yeah. All oh, yeah, the stuff. Absolutely. If they're playing a gig, this is still in fantasy territory here, lads. If they're playing a gig, all that stuff in the background, all oh, the yeah. art. God damn, yeah. And all just the soundscapes and the production down to mm. him. Massive player in the team. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with 3D. So, Massive Attack. Definitely. Who's your next one? Uh, my first guitarist, and that's what I'm calling them. The, we're not going to have a lead or a rhythm. We're going to have first guitar and second guitar, or guitar one, guitar two. Right. Um, first guitar, I'm picking James Oya from uh, Smashing Pumpkins, or Iha, depending on which way you right, want to pronounce yeah. it. Um, Interesting. Yeah, uh, also plays with Perfect Circle for the last couple of years, yeah, being with them. Um, obviously, a very important guitarist like in that kind of 90s scene, the alt-rock in general, um, yeah. no matter what Billy Corgan says. like Billy Corgan said that he didn't even play in the first two albums, that Corgan replaced all his guitars, but who knows? Who knows? Um, <laughs> he's just... Uh, At least he didn't uh, pick Billy Corgan on guitar only. Yes, no, like, we ain't going to do that. No, absolutely not. Although Corgan, to be fair to him, was a savage guitarist. I know he's a savage guitar player, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, is, you, can, but you can't be just picking yeah. frontman bands, like, you know. No, we've, yeah. got two, we've got two there already, essentially. Well, we've got one frontman and one guy who, who could step up if if, uh, if, if uh, Speedo was taken ill. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, he's an interesting character, James. Like, the amount of stuff he's doing outside Pumpkins is massive, like... Um, he he done he done a, a Sergey Gainsbourg tribute album there a while ago, wow. where, where he reworked a lot of Sergey songs and played on them and stuff like that. He's uh, playing on Chino Marino's Team Sleep album, which I don't has that even been released yet? 
Oh, that's out years. Is it out a long time now? I can't, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. Um, he was working on that with him for, for ages. He's done an it's EP. Two EPs. I don't know if it's an album. It's two EPs, I think. Yeah, cause it's just a little project he had. Um, he done an EP with Michael Stipe and Chris Martin, of all people. I uh, could see the Michael Stipe thing, Chris Martin, now. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't understand that either, really. He's worked with Fountains of Wayne. He scored soundtracks. He's done loads of remixes for people like Lady Tron and stuff like that. He's worked with um, He Who Should Not Be Named, Marilyn Manson. Uh, oh. He's played on uh, Nina Pearson's From the Cardigans Horse Solo Project. He's yeah. um, <laughs> he's almost like a, a forgotten hero. Like He's been overshadowed by Corgan for so long. but yeah. like, He is a great guitarist. Yeah, really. but like, he's... he's, he's He's a forgotten hero, but he's still a hero. Like he's played on so many amazing tracks, and the the albums where Corgan, by his own admission, kind of um, let the rest of the band have more musical input. Like, like they start getting even better. You know what I mean? Like the, mm. you, you could tell the, these new, not necessarily influences, but the styles of playing were kind of getting mixed up a little bit more. So yeah, I think James is a perfect a perfect match. He's he's got the. Um, He's played in big venues with a lot of big bands, but he's also kind of done grassroots stuff, and he just seems to be interested in music. And I think he's got that. Uh, he could just jump into any band and enjoy playing with them and have fun. He's got songwriting experience, but he's also happy enough just working with what he's given. If you get me, you know. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna play a little bit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play zero with Smashing Pumpkins just because it's got a lot of guitar stuff going on in the background that you can't even. <laughs> sometimes you can't even hear it. Um, until you yeah. have headphones on but there's loads of weird stuff going, the, going on in the background and to be honest with you who knows who's playing what in this song realistically <laughs> um, but he's in there somewhere and it sounds savage So yeah, James Oya uh, from Spashing Pumpkins. I think he make a great addition to this fantasy band that I put together. And as I said yeah. earlier, I want all my everybody in my band. I want them to have some sort of roots in that kind of American punk scene. And apparently, uh, Billy met James at a Black Flag gig in the eighties, and that's where they first got together and started talking about making music. So they had that in common to begin with, which fits into my little. My little shoehorn that I want yeah. everybody uh, in. That's my first guitarist. Um, who is your next choice for fantasy bands? So uh, this is my last member. And the lineup so far, if you remember, is John McKay. Yeah. Guitarist from Susie and the Banshees. On drums, Terry Bozio, Frank Zappa and Missing mm. Persons. So he has the madness and very straightforward synth yeah. pop. If he needs to... Bass, piano, violin, and back and vocals. Paz Lachantain from Perfect Circle. Samples, production, imagery. Robert Del Nazar, Master Attack. So this is, this is really hard to pick a singer for. Like, really mm. fucking hard. Um, this band is definitely leaning towards experimental post-punk with electronic elements. Yeah. So I need a deep singer. 
who can pull off the kind of, kind of goth thing I want to tie it off the final goth thing. I thought initially Peter Murphy at Bauhaus. Mm. But it's too close to the era of Susie and the Banshee. So I didn't yeah. think it was a very inspiring choice. So then I was like, okay, hang on. What about the man who influenced him? Mm. What about like Peter Murphy's idol, David Bowie? Like he would be actually perfect for this band if you think yeah. about it. He's done progressive kind of glam rock. He's done electronic. He, he's done gothy stuff. Mm. Worked in super groups, but not a bother to him. But I can't pick David Bowie for this band. No. <laughs> and it's stupid. It's like, did you hear David Bowie's new band? Yeah, that's so, what it would be. Yeah. So what about the man who inspired Bowie, David Bowie's idol? Mm. Someone who's done, right. Someone who's done pop, rock, experimental music through their entire career. Someone who's British-American. This actually comes into it because yeah. it doesn't upset the balance of British and Americans in the band because mm. there's two of each already, oh. I noticed. Um, someone who started as a 60s teen pop icon and ended up doing a dark, ambient, black metal-style drone album with Suno, <laughs> Scott Walker. Scott Walker is going to be the singer of my band. So I'm going to play a little bit of The Electrician, which is... The, they're the Walker Brothers, right? They're like, yeah, sun ain't gonna shine anymore. Mm. Like, make it easy on yourself. You know, the 60s, like, yeah, yeah. pop songs. And then when they came back in the 70s, he's like, no, I want to do mad shit. I want to do mad, progressive, avant-garde Have stuff. you heard so, of drugs? Because I just yeah. found them. And so the rest, the other two Walker Brothers were like, oh, this is grim and stupid. Mm. And I hate it. And no one's going to like it. So take a listen to The Electrician from 1978. Baby, it's slow When lights go I think you picked the winner there. That could be it. I think yeah. Scott Walker's going to sing in this band. Now, unfortunately, Scott Walker died in 2019. So this band can't happen, but it wasn't going to happen anyway. This is yeah. in my head. And if you listen to, like, his solo stuff is so good. But the stuff he did with Sun O is terrifying. It's dark and it's droney and it would. Yeah. He can, he, we're talking about someone for, who reinvented himself for his whole career. From the start, mm. he's got an unreal, absolutely unreal voice. So really, really, solid he's my there. singer of my experimental goth band. With a touch of electronic, possible jazz. I think that band could be savage. Yep. So that is my thought of and thought out. I did get on fifty percent English, fifty percent American <laughs> uh, goth electronic experimental Early. band. Very, yeah. very cool. So very who's cool. your last member? My last one is our last guitarist, and it's going to be Dean DeLeo from Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, it's just a really solid but 
kind of extraordinary I like, the, I like that you're pulling this out of pop punk now back into something more yeah rock solid yeah and bringing it back into bringing it back into kind of the era that we're trying to set the band in yeah um again everybody i picked i think can do this but this is the type of music that we're going for we're looking for that kind of high octane 90s alt rock style of music and i think no one better then Dean DeLeo to come in here from Stone Temple Pilots. I mean, the, the band kind of started off as just another kind of <sighs> grunge is a terrible word, but yeah. let's say they were swept into that pile with all the other signings um, yeah. when Core came out in 1992. But by the time Purple came out in 1994, they kind of stood alone. They were very independent. They'd incorporated loads of different styles into the into the band. Uh, put out five studio albums, sold 30 million copies. They were like a sleeper. I remember when when Core came out, everybody was just like, it's just another Alice in Chains. Like, it's just another Alice in Chains. But yeah. by the time Purple hit, everyone was like, oh man, there's something to this. Like, like, there's Even something to this. Even another Alice in Chains would be amazing. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. But uh, he's a, like a truly capable guitarist. You know, like, you'll hear in this song, we're going to play a little bit of Vaseline now in a minute, but you'll hear like acoustic guitars, you'll hear like balls to the wall, kind of electric stuff, and you'll hear like, He's mad into uh, vintage amps and vintage guitars as well, just to give it that proper analog feel. You know, there's no. Uh, he's a good accompanying musician for the rest of the crew that we've built. Like um, everyone seems to be a little bit. Everyone in the band seems to be uh, approachable, a little bit more kind of down to earth to a degree. They, yeah. I think, they're all going to be reasonably sound to each other as well. They're all very talented, but they all seem like they'd sit around and talk shy before a show as well or after a show yeah. and enjoy themselves which seems to be important um, I'm going to play just I'm going to play whatever a little okay. bit of Vaseline here um, yeah. again everybody knows this song but whatever like, just listen to it again it's fine So yeah, Dean DeLeo from uh, Stone Temple Pilots. I think he's going to be uh, the linchpin there that holds it all together. Um, yeah. From reading about him, he's interested in all sh- all styles of music, all shades of music. That's what he's famous for. He's not going to have a problem going back to that kind of 90s alt-rock, American, not necessarily college rock. But but this could be set in the 90s. This band could be set. You don't 100%. Like, yeah, this, yeah. I guarantee you there was a gig where all these people played. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Which is one of the things that I was thinking of. I wanted them to have some sort of some sort of crossover that it, it, the ferry was late one day and it just happened. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, that, that's who we're looking at there. We're looking at, um, let me get my notes out here. So we're, for me, we're looking at Speedo, singer from Rock from the Crypt. Here's my notes. I have one of these little uh, reporters that know books is paying the ball- bollocks. So yeah, we've got Speedo, John Royce on, uh, on vocals. We've got Fat Mike on bass. 
We have uh, George Samaleski from Propaganda on drums. We have James Oya from Smashing Pumpkins and Dean DeLeo on guitar as well. So, yeah. I mean... The only thing I didn't do was name my band. I was going to be arsed. Yeah, I was thinking about that and I was like, I'm not going to do it. I, oh. I was going to write down all the names and see if I could cross the, uh, cross <laughs> oh, yeah, the streams. Yeah. But yeah. Stone, Pumpkin, FX, I don't know. Rocket from the Pumpkins, whatever. Pumpkin um, from the Crypt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't think you could name them. And chances are they come up with some fucking garbage. Name, AOX or something. They, they come yeah. up with something stupid. Uh, you couldn't leave name in the band. To, in, to the in, band, in, no. In the band. You couldn't do it, man. No. You have to have no. someone uh, from the outside who's going to sit down and go, I think we'll call you whatever, the, the mausoleum. Whatever. And you go, that's a good name. Whatever. <laughs> that's a good name, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> and um, you, can, you can have that one for your band. I am... Um, <laughs> that actually sounds like it could be from my band yeah. it does yeah um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway listen that was our fantasy bands uh, definitely better than Keith Mill and Jimi Hendrix or whatever the fuck uh, people yeah. want you know uh, it's, uh. Th- those bands are fun <laughs> to say because they always those conversations set people off talking about music and like whatever bleeding deep purple live in Tokyo or you know whatever and yeah. people have fun having the conversation but we thought we would put or slightly uh, more realistic spin on it yes exactly like we, we we got the shovels out there and we dug like we, <laughs> um and again these are you could do this as with all of our podcasts you could do this forever we can make it yeah you can make a thousand of those and it'd be fun it absolutely would, but would you be have fun. to right when you listen to this you have to tell us your one think yeah. about it for a while come back yeah. on the chat and i swear to god it'd be very very interested to read yours really uh, 100% 100% just don't be putting like Fuck, I know. No, let them, let them. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, we can't give them pre. Yeah, we can't. We can't be <laughs> warning them off. I uh, want to see. What, I want them to make that mistake. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it would it would be fun. Uh, anyway, folks, that's it for this week. We are back. When are we going to be back? We're going to be back this Saturday with a live show, and then we're back on Monday with another podcast and if you like what we do you go to patreon.com forward slash lost our podcast that's a subscription based model where you give us five euros a month and you get access to loads of videos and exclusive podcasts and uh, recordings of our live shows that we do on the weekends uh, I'm going to do a video for Patreon and we even be up by the time this podcast comes up talking about uh, the records that I bought during lockdown so far uh, just for something for the uh, little spicy little thing for the the people on Patreon if you, you don't call want that se- to call that section lock and roll oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you don't want to do a subscription based service you can go to ko-fi.com forward slash lost our podcast or just lost our podcast.com has all the links on it uh, do us a favor share out the, the podcast share out the live events just, just share it tell your mates uh, chances are your mates you have a couple of mates who like music like you and we're probably for them as well. Don't be you keeping know, us send, a secret. Send, send this one, especially people go, do you agree with their... It's a good um, one. This is absolutely a great one to start people uh, yeah. having conversations. Uh, it worked, it's been working in the pub since the dawn of time. You know? Yeah. Who's your fantasy band player? Well, uh, Pietri, the, the lute player, um, and fucking uh, Sheena, the, hag, the Hagwich, has a pair of drums down by the swamp. You know, people were <laughs> people were doing this in the Middle Ages. So uh, yeah. we're we're going to continue it on, folks. That is it for this week. And again, we're back next week. Thank you very much. All the information, how to help us, how to support us, is in the text of the podcast. Click it, gives a dig out. Thank you, and, and we'll, see you we'll, next week. We'll have this. Uh, we'll have this playlist up in a couple of days. Yes, as well, absolutely. Thank you very much. Good night.
Good night.